Hey, it's Kathy. I just want to let you know that I'm doing a free five-day workshop. It's called the Abundance Activation Challenge, and it starts today. And it's not too late for you to join us. Today is the last day to join. Go to kathyheller.com slash five day to sign up. The pre-party has been happening and it's been such a blast. There's so many high vibe women in there who are ready to call in more abundance. I know that you will love that you showed up for this. I'll be live at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern every day this week, teaching you how to become a master manifester. You are just going to have the best time. If you want to join us, sign up at kathyheller.com slash five day. When we actually actualize feeling free in our life, living authentically, living from a place of not needing something from outside of us, sharing our truth, regardless of what people think, all of that makes you feel so free. And that often leads you to a tremendous amount of abundance in your life. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. This show is meant to be a guide for you. We're going to talk not only about how we can start to become aware of what are the subconscious things that are holding us back and how we can instead choose thoughts that are actually going to propel us forward. But in addition to changing the landscape internally, we are going to talk about the strategies that actually will help you to build a profitable business, getting paid to be you. Because when you have a business where you do what you love, you never really have to have that sense of work because it's a pleasure, because it's joy. And really, I want you to have the most abundant life. I want you to have the kind of life that you love waking up to every day that you don't feel like you need a vacation from. So together on the show, every single episode, I want to be your friend. I want to be your mentor. I want to show you what is it that I think has really been insightful, been helpful? What are the tools and strategies? What are the mindset shifts that have helped me? And what are the things that have helped my guests to get to where they are? How can we together sort of cross this river to the most fulfilling life where we show up and we feel like we are living into our potential and having the most gorgeous, beautiful experience? Because after all, that is what we all desire. We're all craving to have the most joyful, beautiful life. And I really believe that we can design that and that we can experience a life that we just absolutely love. And not only will we enjoy it, but it will be a possibility for other people that will show other people what's there for them. And then maybe together, each one of us, by being the happiest versions of ourselves and being the most fulfilled versions of ourselves, we will help other people to reach for that higher branch and to find that in their own life. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to the podcast. So tomorrow is the 4th of July holiday for us here in the US. And I was just thinking I had some thoughts I wanted to share about what it means to have more freedom in our lives. And I just thought that this might be something beautiful to share. There's also a few updates on things that I've been dealing with in my own personal life. And I thought that you guys might want to get a peek into that. So a few things to share on this episode. Take a listen. Hi, guys. It has been a minute since I have been on here live and July 4th is coming up in just a few days and it got me thinking about freedom and what does freedom mean to me? And I just had some thoughts that I wanted to share with you. I'm literally always thinking what could elevate us, what could give us all a greater sense of peace because that is the big reveal. We did not come to this world for a pile of things. We have much bigger dreams than that. And our deepest desire is an elevated state of bliss within, right? That's really what we want. We want to be in our own being and feel full. And so July 4th is coming, as I said, and I started thinking, what does freedom mean to me? 
and I had a few thoughts about it. So I guess the first thing I would start by saying is what I've learned or what I've felt. And I feel like words don't teach, right? The only thing that we learn through is experience, like things that we just know. We don't believe them. We know because we just feel it with our whole being. And what I've come to to really know is that one of my greatest feelings of freedom is when I see beyond what my ego sees. That is so it. It's like we've all learned at this point tons about the subconscious mind and we've learned tons about the way that science has taught us that our bodies are working. And Einstein taught us that the world is not 3D, it's actually 10D. Isn't that amazing? And that the world is made of energy, right? Everything is consciousness. Even an atom is 99% wave and it's less than 1% a particle and everything's made of atoms, which means the world literally is 99% energy and less than 1% this physical plane. But we only perceive the physical because our eyes see a three-dimensional world. But Thich Nhat Hanh said that enlightenment is the day that the wave realizes it is the whole ocean because the wave is not separate from the sea. And there's the beautiful birds singing in the background. And so one of the biggest feelings of freedom is to wake up every day and to do whatever you need to do, whether it's meditation or prayer or being out in nature, but to go beyond the narrative that the avatar sees, right? Because the ego will see limitation because the ego is basically running off of the amygdala, which is in the back of the brain, which is all about fight or flight. It's all there to protect you, but it keeps you from really seeing what's actually here, which is full expansion, which is full possibility. And so what meditation does is it allows you to see further than what you see with your eyes. And boy, is that freeing. Another thing that freedom means to me is freeing yourself from needing something outside of you to make you feel whole, right? Because the truth is that is a loser's bet. When we think we need this person's love or we think we need someone's approval, that's like a hell realm, right? Because the truth is we don't have to protect our energy or get energy from outside. We project our energy, the reality that we believe that we're observing, we're not observing it, we're creating it because we all know that we don't need something outside of us really to give us a feeling of inner peace. We need the feeling of inhabiting our own being. That is the most delicious feeling is when you sit down beside yourself and you really connect with your soul. You connect with the oneness that is. And we all have, it's sort of like, I was saying this at the retreat I led last week, you know how a toaster has a plug, a lamp has a plug, everything that you plug into electricity has a plug. It's like, we all have these plugs, but often they're not plugged in, right? But when we plug in to the connection to all that is, there's nothing outside of us that can give us that feeling of wholeness and that full circuitry of feeling that vibration. That's really what we want. And so that's a pretty freeing feeling. And when we're in that place, I always say we become like a 3D printer because that feeling of coherence and wholeness and yummy, just love that we feel within ourselves, it just prints all this incredible stuff in the three-dimensional field because if energy is all that 
really there is, then when our energy is elevated, it creates worlds. Another thing I was thinking that freedom is, is choosing your alignment. And what does that mean? It means that so often we tell ourselves like, I don't know what to do next, or I'm not clear. I'm not clear. I think that's not true. I think we're always clear. I think our alignment is always clear. I think our gut is always clear. But what I think happens is our mind worries about what will happen if we choose our truth. Will somebody leave? Will we lose the job? Will we wind up in a worse scenario? So then we deny ourselves choosing our alignment because we're scared. And so I think another thing that freedom is, is the freedom to know that our only job is to choose our alignment, that there's a reason that that's what's in your gut, that there's a reason if something is telling you to say something to someone, if something is telling you from your gut, like you have to make a change in your profession or you have to, and there's a freedom because sometimes you're so worried that if you tell someone something, you'll trigger them, you'll hurt them. But how do you know what their soul signed up for in this life? And how are you so sure that them being triggered is not a gift for them? You know, recently I had this huge shift in my relationship with my mom and I love my mom very much, but she's always been more, you know, we've had this like role reversal because growing up, my parents had this really tough marriage and they got divorced. And then my mom had a really hard time and I was her like emotional support. And then eventually I was able to be her financial support. And this past year, I said to her, I really want her to choose her courage. And I could tell that there was a level at which she couldn't feel a real sense of self-worth unless she found within her a capacity that she didn't know she had. And so I gave her a different sort of truth of mine. And I said, mom, I can do this or this for you. And she was like insistent. No, I want you to do this other option. I said, no, I can give you option A or option B, but I'm not giving you option C. And as a result, we collaborated and I helped her on this project that she was kind of kicking her feet with, but she did it. And she just redid this little townhouse. And in redoing this townhouse, which was not her first choice, she found so much sense of self-worth. She realized she could take on a project. She realized she's really good at it. It was the first time in so long that I asked her to step up and to be involved at that level of creating something for herself. And she's so happy. Like she said, I'm getting better sleep than I have in so many years and you gave me tough love, but I really needed it. And so it's like, how do we know that our truth is actually not good for someone. You know, even if someone triggers you and they're not kind, that could wind up leading you to an insight that you needed, right? And so choose your alignment. That is freedom. You know, often when I speak to women and I coach thousands of women a year, they tell me that they want money and I don't blame them for thinking that because what they really want is they'll tell, I'll say, why do you want abundance? And they'll say, I want freedom right? You want this feeling of there's no limitation. When you feel like you're plenty, you don't bump up against this, you know, limit. And I think that when we actually actualize feeling free in our life, living authentically, living from a place of not needing something from outside of us, sharing our truth, regardless of what people think, 
all of that makes you feel so free. And that often leads you to a tremendous amount of abundance in your life. And so I think that's another thing. The other thing I was thinking about with freedom and July 4th is this beautiful, incredible, awesome country that we have. And I was sitting with a friend last night who I love very much. We were having dinner and she's from Venezuela and she became a uh, American citizen. And she was saying what's so sad to her because she appreciates this country more than she said most of her American friends because she came from Venezuela, which is, they just went through so much in that country, like so much that's so, you know, she's like, it's not safe. Like there's so much corruption and stuff like that. And she said, you know what happened? She said, when I was growing up there, there was like this beautiful moment of time where it was so beautiful there. And she's like, and then things happened that went so south. And she said, what I saw is that the government and the way people started to talk to each other, they got divided. And when they got divided, that was the plan. Because if they divided us, they could conquer us. And that made me cry, you know? And obviously we've seen that time and time again in so many different things. You know, I remember in middle school, I had this like group of friends and then, you know, how middle school can be really tough on that level. When you're 11, it can be very difficult. And this one girl like divided these two groups and then it was like hell, like for the rest of the year. So I just feel like the only way we can improve this country is to be united. Right. And like I said before, enlightenment is the time that the wave realizes that this wave is the whole ocean. We are one. In fact, not just this country is one, the whole world is one. All there is, is this one beautiful geometric dance, you know, the whole ecosystem, the sun, the moon, and the stars. Even our bodies are tracking the circadian rhythms of the stars while we sit here on earth. We're all connected. And so to love one another, to appreciate one another, and to see the value actually in having differences, because when we have differences, it helps us find our way to the middle, or it helps us to appreciate, gosh, you know, not everybody is just like me. And so, you know, I spent half, it's funny, I spent half my life in Florida. I grew up in Florida till I was 20. Then I went to Jerusalem for three years. And then I moved to LA at 23, and now I'm 43. So I've lived in Florida for 20 years, Jerusalem for three years, and California for 20 years. And so I appreciate people on all sides of this country, the South, the North, the Pacific Northwest, the, the West. It's like, I lived in Tallahassee, Florida during college, and I was rolling my eyes like I wanted to go to Boston University, but my parents had gotten divorced. There was no money for college. And so I went to Florida State, and I thought I was going to transfer eventually to BU. And I wound up loving living in Tallahassee, Florida. I just loved it. And I loved it because I realized that people are people wherever you go and people have the same struggles. And then I moved out to LA and I loved it. I lived in Jerusalem and I loved it. And in Jerusalem, I made friends with Armenians and Arabs and Christians and Jews. And I loved it. I just loved it because I love looking at mosaic tiles. I love looking at tapestries. I love that we all add a different color. And when I first met Rabbi Aaron and I was living in Jerusalem, we were talking a lot about love because love really is the ultimate, right? It's like opening your heart, like Bob Marley said, that is the greatest ninja move you could do, right? Setting down the ways in which we are all hyper vigilant and afraid of each other and just loving coming. And really when we're, we always feel vulnerable when we're loving, but 
love is the most powerful thing. We're, we're never more powerful than we're actually in a state of love. And so Rabbi Aaron and I talked a lot about love. And I remember he said to me something so powerful. He said, when he was dating his wife, who's incredible, she is Kabbalistic. She's an astrologer. She's a, does handwriting analysis. She's French. She's a lot of amazing things. And he said, when they were dating, he said to her, why do you love me? And she said, I have no reason to. And he said, but what does that mean? Like, I want a reason why you love me. I want to know the reason why you love me. And she said, listen, if there was a reason that I could give you why I loved you, then it would be the reason that I was in love with. But I love you. She said, because love is just a gift. It's a choice. I choose to love you. And so I think a lot of times we grew up being loved because of certain things. You know, if you did well in school, you got loved. If you were thin, you got loved. If you were a good kid, you got loved. But then on some level, that's really a transaction. You know, it might look like love, but that's really business, right? When someone loves you, it's like that scene in Les Miserables when Jean Valjean steals from this very beautiful, old, sweet couple. And in the middle of the night, he leaves with all of their silver. And the old man actually comes out and hears him and he knocks him out, right? And then in the morning, the police find Jean Valjean and they bring him back to this old man's house. And they knock on the door and they say, we found this thief and we're going to put him in jail and he has all your stuff. And without even missing a beat, the old man goes inside and grabs these beautiful silver candlesticks that were inside this little armoire. And he brings them out and he said, no, no, I wanted you to have all that. And he says, and you left the best behind. And he gives him the candlesticks and everybody cries. And that's the moment where this character, Jean Valjean, completely turns around and dedicates the rest of his life to being the best human being he can be because he experienced love. Love is grace. Love is just given. You don't have to earn love. Someone just gives it to you. And we've all had moments, I hope, in our life where we've felt that, right? And so when we think about what it means to love other people, it's like you don't have to love other people because they think exactly like you. You love other people because you choose to. That's it. And very often the reason we're so triggered and we don't love other people is because we judge ourselves, right? And as Hillel says in the Talmud, we love other people as we love ourselves. And so if you're thinking you're loving yourself, you might want to look again because you might only love yourself when you deem yourself worthy of love. But the truth is that you should just choose to love yourself. And we had so much fun at this retreat that we just did. And we had so many breakthroughs and meditations and insights. And we did yoga with Sarah Platfinger from Chopra. It was amazing. But we had this one moment where I had everybody write a list, write a list of 20 things about yourself, things that you're proud of and things that you are embarrassed about. Just write a list and things that make you brave, things that make you a liar, things that make you scared, things that make you broken, everything. And then I asked if anyone wanted to share anything that they wrote. And we laughed and we cried and we held each other because we carry around so much shame. And then we say out loud these things and we realize 
We all have those things and it only makes us more lovable because you want to love someone who's not perfect because then you know you really love them. You're not loving them because they measure up. You're loving them because you're just able, you have a capacity to give love like that, right? And so I think that what we need, what this country needs, what this world needs is that. And so I would think about that on July 4th, like how can we love our lives, our, ourselves, each other, this country, this world in a way that's really unconditional because unconditional love is the highest thing that there could ever be. There's nothing more healing in the world than that. So that was another thing I thought about July 4th and freedom. And the last thing I was thinking about in my own life personally, so my husband and I have been married now for, it'll be 14 years. We've been together for 16 and a half, 17 years. And we were in this place where sometimes you're in a dynamic where you're like in a rut energetically between the two of you. And you just don't, first you don't notice it or you notice it, but you deal with it in like a low vibe way. You're like, that's annoying me or blah, 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 blah. And then I had this moment. It was like a few weeks ago. And I said to him from the toes up, we can't do this dynamic anymore. Whatever this dynamic is, we can't do it. And the dynamic is really interesting. It has to do with, well, it has to do with codependency, but it also has to do with the dynamic of masculine and feminine energy because we all have both energies and I think for women, it gets really interesting and confusing and awesome and frustrating when we become um, breadwinners. And my husband and I didn't start out that way. My husband is not a slouch. He went to USC law school. He went to UCLA business school. He's very bright and much more academic than me. Um, and when we got married, he was an attorney and very happily working at Fox Sports and doing his thing. And then just as things went, I just started to have this career that just grew and grew and grew. And at a certain point, we didn't really need him financially to work. And I had this big idea, which is go find your passion. And he was like, maybe my passion is just having this job. And I was like, no, there's got to be this thing that you can do, whether it's writing or comedy or, and he was like, well, I like that stuff, but I'm not wired like you, you know? And it's just so interesting. Cause I was like, no, you'll do it. You'll be, you'll be able to find this thrill in, you know, and, and, you know, it's interesting. Um, I interviewed Gino Wickman for my podcast and he said only 9% of the population has the psychological nervous system uh, capacity to be an entrepreneur. Like, most people don't actually enjoy it, right? And I'm like, no, no, you can work for yourself. Now, I think that there's people who are starting to find whatever capacity they need to join that 9%. But it's only recently that it's like, no, some people are really happy if there's structure, you know, if they don't feel like they're the main person or whatever. So he wound up leaving his job um, five years ago. And I was like, I'm the big man on campus. You don't need a job. I've got this you know, and I was so proud of myself and maybe a little bit like, you know, showing my like peacock feathers around it. Cause I was so proud of myself that I could, you know, take care of us. And then the dynamic just like shifted. And if you would have asked me, like, what did you prefer, you know, being able to say that you can afford all of this stuff and take care of your family or when he was more in his power, it's like want him more in his sense of self worth and his identity. So because of that, that actually changed a lot of things. And then 
just, I would see him in the house. We'd walk by each other or we'd go to dinner and I could just feel him like in this lull of his own energy. And I stopped really enjoying that and he stopped enjoying that. And so what I think is also a sense of freedom is I had this out of the box idea a few weeks ago and I was like, what if we completely like Marie Kondo when she organizes a closet, she takes everything out of the closet and then puts things back in that belong. I said, what if we like really did a cleanse on our relationship and almost like broke up with the dynamic completely and gave each other the space to then say what belongs in the dynamic and what does not belong here. And so we've had all of a sudden this like resurgence of like energy because I was able to kind of see that. And what I love about that is I think, again, and I said this at the beginning of this conversation, we get in these ruts where we can only see what our ego sees, and then we don't see the potential of what else can change. But truth be told, in this present moment, all potentials exist, right? And what your ego does is it doesn't live in the moment because it projects the past onto the moment. You walk into a room and you're projecting your judgments or what's happened to you without even thinking totally unconsciously onto your experience. And so it, it denies you beginner's mind. It denies you what could actually be an amazing experience because you're projecting, right? And then you never really have the future either because you're scared of it because you're projecting what happened in the past and looking for the evidence that that's the same thing that will happen. And if you think the same way you thought, then you'll feel the same way you thought, which means you'll do the same things you did, which means you'll have the exact same result. But when you show up in the present moment and you set down the past, you stop projecting and you just feel this moment. You feel what's ever really here outside of the Kathy Heller story, but your soul connecting to God, plugging in that plug, feeling this electricity, feeling this moment, feeling gratitude, feeling authenticity of spirit. You then see a new potential and you don't have to be in a rut and it doesn't have to not feel good. And my sister said yesterday, she's like, I love that you're so available for magic because you're really unconventional. I'm like, I'm totally unconventional. Like people will say to me, oh my gosh, you know, you and your family, you, you've moved many times or you and your husband do things like so differently, or you'll make a choice that seems really like, why would you do that? Why would you spend money on that or something like, and I'm like, just because everybody else is doing things a certain way doesn't mean that they've cracked the code on being fulfilled right? Um, my team and I, I'll tell you a funny story. We went to dinner last week and um, one of the girls at our retreat, she has a couple businesses. She's been very successful. One of her businesses is in tech and the other business is in lube. She makes sex oil, but like really high quality, organic, made in the USA, like beautiful, this product. And we were all like, laughing and enjoying like she, the story of how she built that business. And so she had some, and so she brought like a few um, sample sizes to the retreat and um, she got up and she's like, does anyone want this? And it was hysterical within like 90 seconds, it was gone. Everybody took one of the little bottles and then we had one bottle left. And so my team and I brought it to dinner I brought it to dinner and the waitress was um, seeing it. And my friend said to me, give it to her as part of her tip, like leave her a tip and then give it to her. So I said, well, I'm going to ask her if she wants it. You know? So I say to the waitress, would you like this? And I tell her what it is. And she's like, she literally says, you couldn't give that to a better person. 
I go, what does that mean? I need the story on that. So she goes, I'll be right back. So she comes back, pulls up a chair and she says, you don't understand. She goes, my husband and I have been together for 11 years. We totally hit a rut. It was like, I was not happy with him. I had two kids. I was so resentful, this and that. And we're all like, yeah, yeah. She's like, and then something switched and now it's been amazing. And we have sex all the time and we're so happy and he helps around the house. And I was like, what switched? She's like, I don't know, but it was such a switch. And I'm like, ask her again, what switched? And she goes, well, you know what I think it was? It like took three questions before she like answered the question. She goes, you know what I think it was? She said about 14 months ago, she said, we decided to live separately and consciously be together, but to take a break. And she goes, when we got back together, we appreciated each other so much and all of our old crappy behavior just stopped. And I'm like, that's what changed. Like that was the switch. That's a big switch, you know? And she's like, yeah, I think every couple should do that because it's not fair. You start sort of like plaque on your teeth. You just start growing layers of crap in your relationship. And it's hard unless you pull yourself away and you look at it and you go, who did I become? Who did I start out as? And who did I become? You know, because it's interesting in my dynamic with my husband, my husband is so sweet and he's so good and pure and he's introverted and he's a lot of things and he's very spiritual and kind. And his mom was a lot like me and she has a big personality. And so he will defer to me. But when we first met, it wasn't as much like that where he was like in his lane, you know, he had his, he had his friends, he had his career, he had his workout, he had his whatever. And I love that, you know, and then over time I got bigger and he got smaller and then I didn't like that. And he doesn't like that. It's like, then you don't have to live in that. You can change that. And so we're having some fun with thinking about how we can recreate our dynamic from scratch. And so I'll keep you guys posted on that, but it's like kind of exciting to me because again, it feels like freedom that you don't have to keep choosing something just because you think that's the only choice or just because you think everyone else is choosing that. There's so much more for us. I think the name of the game is I've never met somebody with two qualities who's not fulfilled. And the two qualities are gratitude and authenticity. There's so much that I see that keeps people so resentful and stuck and not able to manifest their, their dreams because they're not authentic. They're not telling the truth. And if you're not telling the truth in one area, that affects everything, right? You think it doesn't affect you, but if everything is energy, then the way you operate your life spiritually is affecting everything. And we create just like energy creates matter, we create from thought alone. We create from vibration alone. So we need to clean up the vibration. We need to raise the vibration. And from that place, we start to feel free. We start to feel abundant and we start to just have a much more fulfilling life experience. So that was my little riff on what was in my mind to share about July 4th. Those were some of the things. And I, whether you guys live in the States or you live anywhere, it's never a bad time to see fireworks or think about creating fireworks inside yourself or think about the moments in your life that felt like fireworks and how you can recreate that and freedom. I mean, really celebrating freedom. And I think what needs to happen 
for any country and for anybody in this world to repair the world is to be one with this world. And when we see somebody crying across town, it should matter to us. When we see women crying in Iran, it should matter to us. If we see somebody who's a Democrat or Republican or an independent who's hurting, it should matter to us. It doesn't matter the labels. It doesn't matter where people, you know, say that they are because ultimately we're all part of this oneness. We're all part of this. You know, it's like we need to mirror the model of the animal kingdom. You know, they, they have plenty. They work together in perfect harmony. They work as one circle of one life, right? And we divide ourselves. We are afraid of other people who think differently, who look differently. It's like, what if we saw beyond the ego and the outside and we just looked with energy? We see that everybody is plugged into the divine and everybody is serving a purpose. You know, just like nighttime serves a purpose because it creates contrast and then you appreciate daylight. Everything is serving that purpose, right? It serves a purpose for there to be winter and summer. And so it's beautiful if not everybody thinks the same way because it creates a tapestry, right? When you're listening to a symphony, you love the low notes and the high notes. So why do we want everyone to be the same? Oneness doesn't mean sameness. It means loving all that is, right? And appreciating all the different elements that then make us this periodic table of different elements. And that's what makes it one and beautiful. Uh, the other thing I will tell you is we are planning another retreat in the uh, month of September. And this resort down here in Florida is like an oasis. You know, like when I do retreats in LA, it's gorgeous. California is just a mic drop. It's so beautiful. But what happens is we do these retreats and then people go out, you know, and they kind of lose the vibration a little because they go into like Beverly Hills or they go to Malibu and it's amazing, but they shop and whatever. When we're at this resort in Florida, people stay in the consciousness they go in the ocean. That ocean is so healing and it's bath water. It's warm. The Atlantic ocean this time of year is so warm and it just, the whole thing feels like this congruent thing. So we will do retreats in other places again, but I think we're going to do it again here. And we are offering a discount if you join before July 15th. So I will post the link. It's kathyheller.com slash retreat. And I just want to say, Thank you for being in my community because people have all kinds of opinions about social media. And when I come here, I feel like I'm washed clean. I feel so incredibly at peace with the human beings that we've all attracted each other to ourselves. Like here is such a beautiful space. And so I want to say thank you for helping me co-create a community that is so high vibe. You guys are amazing. And thank you for listening for those of you who listen to the podcast, there's so much cool stuff happening there. I can't believe we're almost at 800 episodes. And uh, my daughter will be turning seven in September. And I started recording it when she was two weeks old. And it's hard to believe. But again, I'll tell you one last thing about freedom. You know how I was able to do 800 episodes with three kids is to free myself from having to do it perfectly. People send me books, right? People send me all this stuff. And instead of thinking that I have this pressure to prepare. I think about preparing just a loving, beautiful space when I interview people. And I have found that that works so well, that you just open your heart, allow people to feel seen, come with radical curiosity, radical compassion, 
and you have a better interview. And so I think that is another thing that keeps us back from doing a lot of things. It's the like, who am I to do this? I'm not ready. No one's ready to do anything. Who is anyone to do anything? But your soul is so ready. Your soul's been ready for lifetimes, right? Love is the most impressive thing. So free yourself of the chatter of the mind because we all have that. There's nothing unique there in, in that story. And really, you know, if, if every Tesla was made with the same ingredients, which it is, every person is too, which means every person has the capacity for infinite love, for infinite creativity, for infinite beauty. You were already made with it. You were equipped with it. And if you turn that on and you turn down your ego, you can do anything because you come from that place. And that's what people are seeking anyway, is that feeling of more expansion, greater awareness, a wider aperture. So if they're around you and you bring that into a space, you're done. You've just given them life, right? So that's sort of how I've done that. One last thing, we created a $10 a month meditation membership like a month ago. And there's already like hundreds of people joining it and saying they're loving it. I'm so grateful. What I'm doing is creating these different, each one is a unique one. You get four unique meditations uh, a month and you can meditate with me. You can use each one and Let's say you use one every day for a week and then you use the next one every day or, or you or you decide you love this one and you're going to use it all the time. But when you meditate, you have to find the right person, right? So if I'm not the right person for you, find something else. There's an unlimited now, it seems, um, options, but you have to find the thing that works for you. You know, sometimes people do a meditation and they're like, that doesn't feel at all like this other, you know, you could go to a hot yoga class. And that's very different than doing yoga with Deepak Chopra, right? So you have to find what works for you to help you plug into the divine. If my meditations work for you, then you should do it because you can cancel at any time and it's only $10 a month. And I think these meditations are really powerful to help you to co-create and design from the field of possibility. And you can join that by going to kathyheller.com slash membership. And that's there for you guys. So I hope that everybody has a beautiful July 4th. And if you're not in the States, still have a beautiful July 4th. Have an amazing Tuesday on that day. And thank you for being here with me this morning. And I'm sending you so much love. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Here are the takeaways. Number one, we didn't come to this world for a pile of things. We have much bigger dreams than that. Our deepest desire is an elevated state of bliss within. We want to be in our own being and feel full. Number two, one of the biggest feelings of freedom is to wake up every day and see beyond what your ego sees and go beyond the narrative that the avatar sees. Number three, we don't need something outside of us for a feeling of inner peace. We need the feeling of inhabiting our own being. That is the most delicious feeling. Number four, freedom is choosing your alignment. That is your only job. Number five, when we're living authentically and sharing our truth, regardless of what people think, all of that makes us feel free. And so often it leads us to a tremendous amount of abundance. Number six, we are one. The whole world is one and all there is is this one beautiful geometric dance. Number seven, we're never more powerful than we are in a state of love. Number eight, you don't have to keep choosing something just because you think that's the only choice or just because you think everyone else is choosing that. There's so much more for us. And number nine, oneness doesn't mean sameness. It means loving all that is and everything is actually about appreciating the different elements that make us the periodic table of different things. That's what makes it one and beautiful. 
Thank you so much for listening. I know that the summer can be a crazy time of year and there's so much going on. I'm so grateful that you're here. There are so many awesome episodes on the way. So please make sure that you follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever it is that you're listening. And if you feel so inclined, it would mean so much if you left us a review. It helps us more than you know, and it only takes a minute or two. And if you know someone who would appreciate this, then please send them the link and share it. I'd love to see you at our next retreat. You can join us at kathyheller.com slash retreat. And lastly, if you want to join my meditation membership for $10 a month, you can go to kathyheller.com slash membership. I'll leave you with a song of mine. Have an amazing fourth. Have an amazing week wherever you are. And I'll talk to you soon.